0: Good morning. Let's begin our service by singing hymn number 56. Father, thou joy of loving hearts, thou fount of life, thou light of men. From all the best that earth imparts, we turn unfilled to thee again. Hymn number 56. Scriptural will be given by Betty from California. Ephesians
1: and you hath he quickened who were dead in trespasses and sins, wherein time past ye walked according to the course of this world, according to the prince of the power of the air, and the spirit that now worketh in the children of disobedience among whom also we all had our conversation in times past in the lusts of our flesh, fulfilling the desires of the flesh and of the mind, and were by nature the children of wrath, even as others. But God, who is rich in mercy, for his great love wherewith he loved us, even when we were dead in sins, hath quickened us together with Christ, By grace ye are saved, and hath raised us up together, and made us sit together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus, that in the ages to come he might show the exceeding riches of his grace in his kindness toward us through Christ Jesus. For by grace are ye saved through faith, and not that of yourselves. It is the gift
0: of God. Let's have a moment of silent prayer and follow with the Lord's Prayer and its spiritual interpretation as given in the Christian Science textbook. Our Father, Father, Father who is heart in heaven. Our Father, Mother, God, all harmonious. Hallowed, Hallowed be, be thy, thy name. Adorable one. Thy, thy kingdom come. Thy kingdom is come. Thou art ever present. For God is infinite, all power, all life, truth, love, over all and all. Let's now sing hymn number 325. Take up thy cross, the Savior said. If thou wouldst my disciple be, thyself deny the world forsake, and humbly follow after me. Hymn number 325. Welcome to the Sunday morning service of the Plainfield Christian Science Church Independent. We begin every Sunday morning here at 10 a.m. with our roundtable discussion, which helps us to see more clearly what our textbook and the Bible are telling us. And we had another really good one this morning. So if you missed it, or if you'd like to hear it again, You can find it on our website, plainfieldcs.com. And you'll also find it on our YouTube channel and our Vimeo channel. We have a Sunday school that meets for children that meets every Sunday morning at 11 a.m. And that Sunday school has its own dedicated teleconference number so that children anywhere in the world can attend by telephone. And in fact, many of our Sunday school students do just that. So if you don't live in the area and have a child of Sunday school age, please call us. We'll give you the number and we'd be very happy to welcome your child to our Sunday school. We have a testimony meeting that meets every Wednesday evening at 8:15 p.m. There you can hear testimonies of healings and lives literally saved through the study and practice of Christian Science. And at all of our services we have a nursery for infants and toddlers. We have many websites, many in languages other than English. So that the word of God goes out across the world to those in great need, and in many cases, in their own language. And everything that we provide on all of our websites is free of charge, where you can listen, download, read, study, free of charge. Freely we have received and freely we give. An article that's featured on our, on our English website is one I'd like to point out. It's an article entitled Scientific Thinking by Martha Wilcox. It's a bit deep, but it's, a, it's an article that really needs to be studied and I found it very beneficial to do so. Scientific Thinking by Martha Wilcox. And we have been printing and mailing. The October newsletter has been printed and mailed to members this week. So if you are a member and subscribe to it, you're going to be receiving it very soon. Everyone is welcome here. And that includes all of you who are listening and participating from around the world. And now we will have the reading of a testimony from the chapter entitled Fruitage in our textbook that attests to the healing power obtained by studying the Christian Science textbook. And that reading will be given this morning by Shahidat from Maryland.
3: On page 697, this testimony is called Light Out of Darkness. I have received so much benefit from the testimonies in the Sentinel and Journal that I send mine, hoping it would hear some struggling heart. I was reared by kind and loving Christian parents and was a member of the Orthodox Church for over 20 years, but I was never satisfied. I was filled with fear and bound down by the false gods of this world, sin, disease, and poverty. Consequently, every way I turned and in everything I attempted to do, I was met with disappointment and failure. But God was leading me in a different life, My interest was first awakened to Christian science about 13 years ago, and I have been a willing disciple ever since. Through the reading of Science and Health, I was healed of chronic cataract and laryngitis, and it also enabled me to lay off my glasses. Christian science has not only helped me mentally, morally, and physically, but the greatest blessing of all is the spiritual uplifting which enabled me to know that God is both able and willing to care for his children. If we are but willing to do our part and bear the cross, which Though it seems heavy at times, always brings a sure reward. Christian science has not only helped me, but it has enabled me to help others. The Bible is a new book to me. I now see what Jesus meant when he said, Come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. My heart goes out in gratitude to Mrs. Eddy for the work she has done and is still doing for the world. And to God, I am most grateful that he has guided me into the, into the truth, that I may have life and have it more abundantly. From this is M. M. Chicago, Illinois.
0: The lesson sermon can be found on page 8 of the Independent Christian Science Quarterly. Subject, Probation After Death. The golden text is from Revelation. To him that overcometh will I give to eat of the tree of life, which is in the midst of the paradise of God. The responsive reading is from Psalms and Romans. Let all the earth fear the Lord. Let all the inhabitants of the world stand in awe of him. For he spake, and it was done. He commanded, and it stood fast. Behold, the eye of the Lord is upon them that fear him, upon them that hope in his mercy to deliver their soul from death and to keep them alive in famine. Our soul waiteth for the Lord. He is our help and our shield. For our heart shall rejoice in him because we have trusted in his holy name. Nevertheless, death reigned from Adam to Moses, even over them that had not sinned after the similitude of Adam's transgression, who was the figure of him that was to come.
2: But But where sin abounded, abounded, Grace
0: did much more abound. That as sin hath reigned unto death, even so might grace reign through righteousness unto eternal life by Jesus Christ our Lord. Carol will now read.
4: I will read from the Bible. Psalms In God have I put my trust. I will not be afraid what man can do unto me. Thy vows are upon me, O God. I will render praises unto thee. For thou hast delivered my soul from death. Wilt not thou deliver my feet from falling? that I may walk before God in the light of the living? Blessed be the Lord, who daily loadeth us with benefits. He that is our God is the God of salvation. And unto God the Lord belong the issues from death. Hosea. I will ransom them from the power of the grave. I will redeem them from death. O death, I will be thy plagues. O grave, I will be thy destruction. John Now a certain man was sick, named Lazarus of Bethany, the town of Mary and her sister Martha. When Jesus heard that, he said, This sickness is not unto death, but for the glory of God, that the Son of God might be glorified thereby. Now Jesus loved Martha, and her sister, and Lazarus. When he had heard, therefore, that he was sick, he abode two days still in the same place where he was. Then, after that, saith he to his disciples, Let us go again into Judea. Our friend Lazarus sleepeth, but I go that I may awake him out of sleep. Then when Jesus came, he found that he had lain in the grave four days already. Then Martha, as soon as she heard that Jesus was coming, went and met him. But Mary sat still in the house. Then said Martha unto Jesus, Lord, if thou hadst been here, my brother had not died. But I know that even now, whatsoever thou wilt ask of God, God will give it thee. Jesus saith unto her, Thy brother shall rise again. Martha saith unto him, I know that he shall rise again in the resurrection at the last day. Jesus said unto her, I am the resurrection and the life. He that believeth in me, though he were dead, yet shall he live. And whosoever liveth and believeth in me shall never die. Believest thou this? She saith unto him, Yea, Lord, I believe that thou art the Christ, the Son of God, which should come into the world. Then when Mary was come where Jesus was, and saw him, she fell down at his feet, saying unto him, Lord, if thou hadst been here, my brother had not died. When Jesus therefore saw her weeping, And the Jews also weeping, which came with her, he groaned in the spirit and was troubled, and said, Where have ye laid him? They said unto him, Lord, come and see. Jesus wept. Then said the Jews, Behold how he loved him. Jesus, therefore, again groaning in himself, came to the grave. It was a cave, and a stone lay upon it. Jesus said, Take ye away the stone. Martha, the sister of him that was dead, saith unto him, Lord, by this time he stinketh, for he hath been dead four days. Jesus saith unto her, Said I not unto thee, that if thou wouldest believe, thou shouldest see the glory of God? Then they took away the stone from the place where the dead was laid. And Jesus lifted up his eyes and said, Father, I thank thee that thou hast heard me, and I knew that thou hearest me always. But because of the people which stand by, I said it, that they may believe that thou hast sent me. And when he had thus spoken, he cried with a loud voice, Lazarus, come forth. And he that was dead came forth, bound hand and foot with grave clothes, and his face was bound about with a napkin, Jesus saith unto them, Loose him, and let him go. Verily, verily, I say unto you, He that heareth my word, and believeth on him that sent me, hath everlasting life, and shall not come into condemnation, but is passed from death into life. Verily, verily, I say unto you, The hour is coming, and now is, when the dead shall hear the voice of the Son of God, and they that hear shall live. For as the Father hath life in himself, so hath he given to the Son to have life in himself. Hebrews God, who at sundry times and in divers manners spake in time past unto the fathers by the prophets, hath in these last days spoken unto us by his Son, whom he hath appointed heir of all things. Forasmuch then as the children are partakers of flesh and blood, he also himself likewise took part of the same that, through death, he might destroy him that had the power of death, that is, the devil, and deliver them who through fear of death were all their lifetime subject to bondage. 1 John And we know that the Son of God is come, and hath given us an understanding, that we may know him that is true, and we are in him that is true, even is in his Son, Jesus Christ. This is the true God and eternal life. Revelation Be thou faithful unto death, and I will give thee a crown of life.
0: I will read correlative passages from the Christian Science textbook, Science and Health with Key to the Scriptures, by Mary Baker Eddy. The chief stones in the temple of Christian Science are to be found in the following postulates, that life is God, good, and not evil, that soul is sinless not to be found in the body, that spirit is not and cannot be materialized, that life is not subject to death, that the spiritual real man has no birth, no material life, and no death. Science reveals the glorious possibilities of immortal man, forever unlimited by the mortal senses. The Christ element in the Messiah made him the way-shower, truth, and life. The eternal truth destroys what mortals seem to have learned from error, and man's real existence as a child of God comes to light. Truth demonstrated is eternal life. Mortal man can never rise from the temporal debris of error, belief in sin, sickness, and death, until he learns that God is the only life. The belief that life and sensation are in the body should be overcome by the understanding of what constitutes man as the image of God. Then, spirit will have overcome the flesh. The fact that the Christ, or truth, overcame and still overcomes death proves the king of terrors to be but a mortal belief or error, which truth destroys with the spiritual evidences of life. And this shows that what appears to the senses to be death is but a mortal illusion. For to the real man and the real universe there is no death process. Do not believe in any supposed necessity for sin, disease, or death, knowing, as you ought to know, that God never requires obedience to a so called material law, for no such law exists. The belief in sin, in death, is destroyed by the law of God, which is the law of life instead of death, of harmony instead of discord, of spirit instead of the flesh. During the sensual ages, Absolute Christian science may not be achieved prior to the change called death, for we have not the power to demonstrate what we do not understand. But the human self must be evangelized. This task God demands us to accept lovingly today and to abandon so fast as practical the material and to work out the spiritual, which determines the outward and actual. The Divine must overcome the human at every point. The science Jesus taught and lived must triumph over all material beliefs about life, substance, and intelligence and the multitudinous errors growing from such beliefs. Love must triumph over hate. Truth and life must seal the victory over error and death. Before the thorns can be laid aside for a crown, the benediction follow, Well done, good and faithful servant and the supremacy of spirit be demonstrated. When being is understood, life will be recognized as neither material nor finite, but as infinite, as God, universal good. And the belief that life or mind was ever in a finite form, or good in evil, will be destroyed. Then it will be understood that spirit never entered matter and was therefore never raised from matter. When advanced to spiritual being and the understanding of God, man can no longer commune with matter, neither can he return to it any more than a tree can return to its seed. Neither will man seem to be corporeal, but he will be an individual consciousness, characterized by the Divine Spirit as idea, not matter. The sinless joy, the perfect harmony and immortality of life, Possessing unlimited divine beauty and goodness without a single bodily pleasure or pain, constitutes the only veritable, indestructible man, whose being is spiritual. This state of existence is scientific and intact a perfection discernible only by those who have the final understanding of Christ in divine science. Death can never hasten this state of existence, for death must be overcome, not submitted to, before immortality appears. If man is never to overcome death, Why do the scriptures say the last enemy that shall be destroyed is death? The tenor of the word shows that we shall obtain the victory over death in proportion as we overcome sin. The great difficulty lies in ignorance of what God is. God life, truth, and love make man undying. Immortal mind, governing all, must be acknowledged as supreme in the physical realm, so called, as well as in the spiritual. The period required for this dream of material life embracing its so-called pleasures and pains, to vanish from consciousness, knoweth no man, neither the Son, but the Father. This period will be of longer or shorter duration, according to the tenacity of error. If Jesus awakened Lazarus from the dream, Illusion of death. This proved that the Christ could improve on a false sense. If the principle, rule, and demonstration of man's being are not in the least understood before what is termed death overtakes mortals, they will rise no higher spiritually in the scale of existence on account of that single experience, but will remain as material as before the transition, still seeking happiness through a material instead of through a spiritual sense of life, and from selfish and inferior motives. Universal salvation rests on progression and probation and is unattainable without them. Heaven is not a locality, but a divine state of mind in which all the manifestations of mind are harmonious and immortal, because sin is not there, and man is found having no righteousness of his own, but in possession of the mind of the Lord. As the scripture says, As mortals gain more correct views of God and man, multitudinous objects of creation which before were invisible will become visible. When we realize that life is spirit, never in nor of matter, this understanding will expand into self completeness, finding all in God good and needing no other consciousness. When we learn the way in Christian science and recognize man's spiritual being, we shall behold and understand God's creation, all the glories of earth and heaven, and man. We will now have a moment of silent prayer for our world. Let's now sing hymn number 304. The words of this hymn are by Mary Baker Eddy. Shepherd, show me how to go o'er the hillside steep, how to gather, how to sow, how to feed thy sheep. I will listen for thy voice, lest my footsteps stray. I will follow and rejoice All the rugged way. Hymn number three hundred four.
2: crystal
0: Let's now sing hymn number 332. The Lord is in his holy place. Let all the earth be still. Be still and know that he is God, and wait to do his will. We need a sacred watchfulness, an earnest, deep desire for grace, our lives with true content to fill. Hymn number 332.
5: Science textbook, the scientific statement of being, and the correlative passages from 1 John, 3rd chapter. There is no life, truth, intelligence, nor substance in matter. All is infinite mind and its infinite manifestation, for God is all in all. Spirit is immortal truth. Matter is mortal error. Spirit is the real and eternal. Matter is the unreal and temporal. Spirit is God. And man is his image and likeness. Therefore, man is not material. He is spiritual. First John. for we shall see him as he is. And every man that hath this hope in him purifieth himself, even as he is pure. Hebrews. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, and the evidence of things not seen. By faith Enoch was translated that he should not see deaf and was not found, because God had translated him. For before his translation he had this testimony that he pleased God. Amen.